We are I. Overtraining. I mean, like this is such a hot topic and a hot uh, issue amongst people about what what is sustainable. You know what what makes the most sense. You know, and what can the body handle? And I think that's the the last point. There is probably the biggest. You know, is like what can the body handle? Like what can the body adapt to? And it's like, well, one of these principles like all the many, many vast principles that are out there, just hyper-generalized, you know, to to accommodate everybody. But the one problem that I have with things like this is like, you know, overtraining, when you look at, you know, these things, it, it, it generalizes some symptoms. You know, lack of sleep, tired, lack of motivation, irritable, all these kind of things. And it's like, well, yes, but... A lot of those symptoms can come from a lot of other things. And this is the problem that I find. It's even like, you know, sickness. You have, you know, 30 different diseases, 300 different diseases, 3,000 different diseases, and like 98% of the symptoms are exactly the same. But the one thing that I realized about, you know, air quotes overtraining is that if overtraining was actually a thing, I think human beings would be dead because when you logically look at it from this perspective, or I guess like talking about it out loud for the you know millionth time is that maybe the key factors here is there's no such thing as overtraining, but there is under resting, if that makes sense. Because what I was about to say and what logically makes sense here is that Right now, we have an abundance of food. Actually, I have to, you know, start this all over again because I just realized another thing is, you know, maybe it's not under resting. Maybe this is actually a byproduct of the bullshit food most people eat these days. So hear me out here. Now let's kind of get into this. Now I've gone down two different rabbit holes here. So overtraining, let's look at this as physical activity, like, Get outside of what this is, a gym, boxing, basketball, hockey, whatever, like construction work, all this shit. So there's no such thing as overtraining when it comes to working. No matter how hard you work, nobody says to you, you should like, oh, take, you know, two or three days off because you're you're working too hard. If you worked four hours a day at a physical physical labor job. Now, if you're doing a physical labor job for 10 or 12 or 14 hours a day, there's probably lots of people telling you that. You probably feel it. But if you're doing a physically labor-intensive job for four hours a day, everybody would be telling you that you're training too much, which is exactly what all these air quotes professionals would tell you if you were training for four hours a day and you had a desk job. Now, if you're training for four hours a day and you had a physically intensive job, now it's a different story. But if you're sitting in front of a computer all day and then for three or four hours every day, you go train, 
you know, five, six days a week, everybody would be telling you that you're overtraining. But how? In contrast, you're doing, based on a North American work week, you're doing half of the amount of work with from a job that's physically intensive, if not almost at a 3x less. You know, compared to a construction worker that might be working a 12-hour day versus your four-hour day in the gym. And let's face it, even if you're training two or three hours in a day consistently, people will still be telling you that you're overtraining. So there's the hypocrisy in today's times that make no sense. Now, if you peel this back to everything, you know, preceding 80 years ago, everything about life was hard. Fucking everything. Getting water, mending and making clothes, washing those clothes, drying those clothes, finding food, planting food, gardening for your food, hunting for your food, you know, like walking beside your horse, even riding on a horse compared to riding in a car, walking down a sidewalk now versus a dirt trail that you would have had to walk down before. All these, and you list a plethora amount of examples. Now you're getting back into this, like, and that was seven days a week. That's not like what construction would be days. So it's it's a hyper construction labor job now because you don't get the potential air quotes weekend off. It was just like that all the time. So our bodies will adapt. Our bodies have the absolute ability to be able to adapt to physical load, consistent physical load, no matter what that is. The one thing is maybe you could argue back in the day, maybe you could argue this, that people potentially had a little bit more downtime or they would have slept better, their circadian rhythms would have been better. Like maybe some of these things, maybe you could have said that. They were more connected with nature. They were outside more. There's more environmental hormesis. There was all of these things. There's all of these key factors. Now, when you look at the nutrition side, it's like, okay, well, these people preceding, like, say, 80 years ago, their food quality was great. If there was only really more naturally occurring preservatives. There wasn't all the bullshit and no dyes, no real dyes, no real chemicals. You know, sure, yes, there was some. You know, sure, the wheels might have come off the bus. But when you're looking at just... Just follow me here. Don't try to nitpick it, but just say there was a point in time when there was no dyes. There was no artificial preservatives. There was no artificial coloring, no artificial flavoring, no artificial sweeteners. None of this bullshit. There's nothing in a package, no plastic bullshit. None, not all of this bullshit. None of that. Because food was just real food. So if you want to take all of these examples and say, okay, like, look, people were working way harder and yes, they might have been tired, but like, look, motherfucker, if if you are, you know, putting in 8, 10, 12 hours a day, seven days a week, not 365 days a year, because obviously there's going to be some downtime for these people, but life was hard. Where was overtraining then? Where was it then? People adapted. If people back then had the better resources that we have now in only regards to the amount of food that they would need and maybe some very simple tools to be able to make things slightly easier. Maybe like just a better home or a better bed or something along those lines. Just 
to improve their sleep. I'm not talking about tools like a car or, you know, like a drill or anything along those lines. I'm not talking about any of that shit. I'm only just talking about things that would naturally improve the quality of their life as it is as a whole. So like better lodging, you know, maybe some, you know, maybe like running water in sanitary living conditions. So go with that. Sanitary living conditions, a slight increase in food security, not abundance, but just a slight increase in food security and proper consistent lodging. If you just gave those people back then that, where would those people be? You know, where would they be in regards to overtraining? This is where I think is absolute bullshit. And this is where when people say to me, again, how many days a, a week do you suggest I work out? How many hours do you think I should work out? Like, you know, what do you, like, aren't you overtraining when you train two or three times a day or anything along these things or being physically active? It's like, no, man, I'm like, I actually feel like I'm doing my body and my mind and my soul a service when I'm busy and I'm taxing it. Sure, do sometimes do I feel run down? Absolutely. But I realize thoroughly that when I'm burning more calories, if I'm not intaking a proper amount of calories and nutrients, that's why I feel run down. It's not because of the amount of activity. It's because I'm doing more, so I have less time to eat, or even if I prioritize eating, more likely than not, all of us will eat the same amount of food or sleep the same amount. But even if you sleep the same amount, increasing your food intake, increasing your caloric intake to be able to offset some of that expenditure is key and is critical and is necessary. So again, I think that these are some of the signs of overtraining is like, you know, you're just not, you know, intaking enough calories because most people who are training for something like a bodybuilding show or an MMA athlete or something along those lines, they're calorie restricting because they're trying to make weights. They're trying to make body compositions. You know, but what about NBA players? What about football players who are like, fuck it, I'm going to down. Or Michael Phelps, for example, pizzas, KFC, all these people just downing fucking tons of shit just to be able to get the calories. You know, you don't necessarily hear about them like overtraining when they're logging in like massive amount of hours because it's like your body can adapt, but you have to do things to be able to adapt along with it. Ice bath, sauna, which just used to be being outside doing things. You know, good quality food was just life before because there wasn't anything else to be able to grab. I think overtraining is a symptom of today's times, but it's not a symptom of the body and activity. I think there's a huge distortion of principle here. And I think all the results are extremely skewed because how many people are really stacking the cards in their favor when they do these overtraining studies? Being like, I'm going to do all the things. I'm going to live so I'm going to be outside in nature, in the real world where I should be. I'm going to try to minimize my time in front of screens because that's another thing. Screens were never a thing back then. The, the overall distractions, the social media, all that shit. Take all that stuff away. Good quality water, good quality food. You know, minimizing connections with people. Taking away all the bullshit. All these things. Do a study on people like that. Do a study on people who treat their life like mine and tell me whether or not that overtraining really is a thing. Because I thoroughly believe, just like how everybody needs eight hours of sleep every night, no matter who you are, that's also complete bullshit. 
Because when you talk to people and you ask most people how they sleep, they don't sleep very good anyway. And again, when people after they get eight hours of sleep and they wake up tired and they've really done nothing except for sitting in a fucking office all day, don't think that you need more sleep. I think that you're depressed. I think your fucking mind and your body and your soul is depressed. That's why you need more sleep. So when people say, how do you sleep five or six hours a night and you can do what you do in a day? It's because I love the shit that I do. I'm physically active. I work out. I eat well. I ice bath. I sauna. I do all of these things to be able to stack the cards in my favor. But I'm not walking through my days sitting in front of a screen in a cubicle depressed as fuck and I have to wake up to that shit again and again and again and again. I probably wouldn't want to get out of bed either. So my question today for all of you is, what do you think? Do you think overtraining is a farce? Or do you think it's a real thing? 